1: This is Knicks Fan TV, your one stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go, Knicks, baby! And now, your host,
2: CP,
3: the NY Fanatic. All right, starting the stream up. Happy New Year to Knicks Nation. It's a new year, it's a new decade, and it's a new look, New York Knicks, because they're coming out, stepping into 2020 with a W, 117-92, over the Portland Trailblazers, three-game winning streak, revenge game, I mean, what more can you ask for, Alex Wolf from Posting and Toasting? It's all me for a quality victory, man. Quality victory, yeah. man. How you feeling?
4: New year, new Knicks, man. New year, uh, new Knicks, baby. But <laughs> really, like, the same Knicks, because they've been playing this way for now, a while now, yeah. like, since yep. Noah took over, really. Um, it's been a couple blips, obviously, the games against, you know, like, the Bucks, the Blazers the first time when the Knicks just couldn't hit a shot, that sort of thing. But by and large, like, this is the sort of thing we're starting to get used to with the Knicks now, and it's pretty... It's pretty refreshing I, I i've been feeling great about this um yeah you know i don't even know where to start with this game like you have it, it seemed like you know it, going into the fourth quarter the story was going to be mitchell robinson uh and then frank milikina kind of explodes a little bit literally explodes on a dunk yeah. and like uh, th- rocks frank the whole freaking, the juice
3: ugh, <laughs> ugh, rocks
4: the whole freaking stadium frank like, said Duck. new
3: year new me
4: baby let's exactly, go exactly man he's let's like go. He, he ate his Wheaties this morning. Yeah, no drinking Frank for ate him last wheaties. night. Nope. You know? nope. Did not sip too much fine French wine last nah. night. He just he was ready to rock, man. And uh uh, you got Reggie Bullock coming back. Is that how you pronounce it? I, I yeah, I, they switched I, it up on us. I thought it I was thought Bullock. I thought that I knew how to pronounce his name. I yeah. thought it was Bullock, but it's Bo- Bullock. Br- Bullock. Green completely like just threw it
3: Blew
5: out.
4: My there. Mind yeah, with that, man. completely yeah.
3: mind blown. I, I agree. I'm still with you, going man. with Bullock, yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> so keep it Bullock for now, man. 100%. But, uh,
4: but yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he comes in, looks like, I mean, what rust, you know, that guy had spinal surgery over the summer. Yeah. What, like, <laughs> beautiful, you, you could have fooled me, man. Beautiful. and uh yeah it's just unbelievable and then julius randall i mean quietly had an amazing game again too i mean yep. he's i don't even know like you know bobby portis had a pretty good game like where do we even go with this? There's so many freaking good performances in this game. Like, I don't even know which ones to highlight. That's, it, it was, I guess that's a pretty good sign.
3: <laughs> a, a very good sign. Very good sign. You, you know where I'm going to start? A um, couple things because I think they all tie in together. You know, they mm-hmm. always point to the players only meeting that they had when they fired Fisdale and and the vets let it, you know, Taj and Marcus Morris let that meeting and they talked about holding each other accountable. RJ repeated the same thing earlier this week to the media. Um so you can see that chemistry starting to build, that teamwork is they're starting to come together, but also another person held himself accountable is Mitch. And mm-hmm. after that Bucks game when they got smacked up by the Bucks by 30, Mitch went out on social media, I think it was around December 2nd, and Mitch mm-hmm. said I got to play better. And from that yeah. day on, I don't think he's he might have one one, you know, negative game. Mitch was outstanding tonight. 22 points, 8 boards, 11 for 11 uh from the field. Mitch Mitch was unstoppable, man. The pick and roll was unstoppable. He got every 50-50 ball on the offensive glass. And th- this was Mitch's best game. I think this was the best game of his career.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, ever since the tweet, man. Like you said, like the tweet. That was like the the jumping-off point for Mitch. All of a sudden he's He's back to being who we thought he was going to be last year and better. Facts. You know, like this game. I mean, forget about it. I, I you know, it was funny because you know I was tweeting off the posting and toasting account tonight, and within like two minutes, you know, Taj Gibson was really getting his ass handed to him yeah, by yeah, yeah, by yeah. Whiteside, yep. and I was like, you got to get Mitch in there. Yeah. Like this wasn't I, a good you know,
3: this wasn't a good matchup for Taj.
4: No. And honestly, I, I thought that Mitch was going to struggle a little bit, maybe, but I thought it was going to be good for him, you know, right. and, and better than just keeping Tosh Gibson out there to get boxed out and, you know, out muscled and everything. And Mitch came out there and he kicked Whiteside's ass, man. <laughs> he did. Like, he did, it wasn't even close. He, like right he, from the start, he just put like, it
3: on Whiteside from the beginning.
4: You know, yeah, Whiteside got I mean, a little
3: pissed in the third quarter or the or the second. I don't remember, but yeah, Mitch, yeah. Mitch dominated, man.
4: I mean, literally, like one of his first plays after he got checked in was he dunked all over Whiteside. Yeah, um, it was like a, a big two hand dunk. He kind of bow-footed him a little bit. Uh, you know, got in his face and kind of like you know did the the shack on Chris Dudley, but without the Facts. push afterwards. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> And uh, and then just built off of that. I mean, forget about it. Twenty-two points on eleven of eleven. I was actually the only thing that made me slightly uh, annoyed with this game is that they pulled Mitch midway through the fourth and then never put him back in because he actually tied. He tied his career high with twenty-two points. Right, and he tied the Knicks single-game record for most field goals without a miss. Yep, without a miss. Uh, With the eleven of Uh, eleven. But on top of that, eight rebounds. He only had one block and a steal, but I mean, mm-hmm. he was affecting everything on defense. I mean, e- even the, teams, better.
3: How about this one personal foul for Mitch?
4: Oh yeah. And teams are straight up afraid to go into the paint on him now. Yep. I mean, it, this was like proof positive that nobody wants anything to do with that. You know, yep. the the only real thing that the Blazers could get going was Mellow kind of doing a vintage Mellow performance. Yeah. And, you know, posting guys up on the, you know, the low posts and up up by the elbow and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of doing his, his Mellow game. And, you know, to shout him out real quick, because obviously, course, you know, former Nick, respect, a lot of people loved him. Man. He got, he got a lot of, yeah, he got a lot of, um, you know, praise and applause tonight. Mm-hmm. He had 26 points, shot 11 to 17. I mean, that was uh, honestly a great game for him. It, it was. It, it was it, a
3: great game for Mello, man. It, for Knicks got,
4: fans, it was like it was like having your cake and eating it too. Tonight, yeah, you get to yeah. win by almost 30, and you get Mello scoring 26 points. Like, what hey, it, it, points?
3: it was a little nerve wracking. Well, first off, the Garden faithful, you know, treated him very well. Ovations for the better part of the first quarter. Every time he got the ball, starting lineup. You saw when he went vintage Mello and RJ on the post up, and the crowd, the crowd was going crazy for, um, and then, a, you know, third quarter, Knicks came out of the halftime up three. You know, thank God, Dame Dame looked like he went out last night. Let, let's be real. Dame Dame looked like Dame Dame had a happy new year in New York City last night, so we were fortunate there. So Mello starts to, you know, take over in the third, man. It was vintage Mellow, as you said, but I thought the equalizer here was um, Morris and Randall, you know, having good thirds as well to kind of counteract that. You know, yeah, I Randall thought that was, was a key.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Morris had his struggles. I think he started something like that. He started slow. move Mo- started start the game. slow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, he didn't have a field goal in the first half either. No, if I'm not he had
3: uh 14 points in the third. That was big. Yeah. 14 but so, points yeah. So
4: if you, if you take that first half away, he shot, uh, I believe, seven of 11 in the second half. And that's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll certainly take that all day. And uh, Randall had 22 points, 13 boards, three mm-hmm. assists. I mean, it really awesome from both i you know well i won't say awesome from morris in the first half i thought he was forcing things a tiny bit
3: yeah
4: um in the first half the second half i thought he settled down and started taking the shots that have been working for him but randall man uh, he's he's been a revelation lately i i, I can't even like up yeah I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't get another 30-point game to get yeah. four straight yeah because that would have been elite but uh I mean you, you can't have everything I guess in, in this game hey, but, he, uh, he
3: did what he had to do
4: did what he you had know, to do de- yeah exactly he did and what you, he had to do and you know what I was proud of him for not pushing the issue on that too um because he could have easily yeah you know he could have yeah. reverted back to some of his old tendencies and and start trying to push things and uh you know not play within the team concept and right. stuff like he did under right. Fisdale, but it Start seems to like press. he's really, he, he yeah, wasn't I pressing mean, if, too if, hard. If anybody is buying in to what Miller's putting down, it's Julius Randle. Yeah. Like clearly true. he's been the guy that's had the biggest change in not just his performance, but the entire way that he's playing the game since Miller took over it's true. and it's, it's awesome. It's,
3: Ju- it's Julius has been it. playing well, man. Um, Second thing we've got to point to is the bench. Bullock, as you said, Bullock plate was playing like he was trying to catch up for lost time. It just refreshing to see somebody who can hit a, a three without you having to pray for it to go in. You, you know what I mean? Um, because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Because our guards just can't shoot for anything. You know, uh, between R.J., uh, uh, Peyton, Frank, you know, D.S.J. Even when he's healthy, our guards just just can't shoot, man. Um, but it was good to see Bullock come back. He had three threes in the game. Thought his defense was pretty good uh, for coming back. Portis. Portis gave us some some efficient minutes as well. I think he dropped 14. And then um, Frank, you know, Frank stepped it up 10 dimes for Frank tonight. You know, you saw a confident Frank out there. So that was good to see nine and nine and 10 on the night. And then obviously Mitch man with the twenty two points eight rebounds. I thought the bench play was uh, outstanding. Everybody uh, plus in, in the plus minus column.
4: Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is like maybe the second or third game in a row where I think the bench has arguably outplayed the starters the last yeah, few years you know definitely. with the exception of maybe randall like yeah. i think randall's been the constant but they've been playing a lot of the bench guys with randall mm-hmm. at different points because randall's been playing so many minutes lately um tonight he only had 30 but i mean the previous couple games he had something like 36 38 yeah. you know so there's a lot of mixing of him with bench guys uh but by and large the bench has been playing great and you know to your point bullock was like he must have had a great couple practices yeah. because it surprised the hell out of me when he got in there first he I looked mean, he like got, he didn't skip a beat yeah and he was the first like reserve guard off the bench yep um or i should say the first like reserve like wing Mm -hmm, like shooting mm -hmm. guard type you know Mm -hmm. um and he got in there and just immediately started canning shots and looking confident and it was it was great um you know i i wouldn't have guessed in a million years that he was coming off of you know a spinal surgery over the summer i mean that's i was i was really scared by that procedure it sounded kind of nasty like he had a he had to get some of his vertebrae fused together or something like because of a, an issue in his lower back or something like that. Um, But apparently he's OK because, I mean, he looks he looked great. His uh, his shooting form a little weird, but yeah. it went in. So his shooting form I, I'll live is with it. I don't care. He, yeah, he could he could do whatever the hell he wants. He can have a Lonzo ball shot if he wants, if it's going in at that rate. Like he can he can shoot however he wants to.
3: Very, very weird, man. But like I said, man, all in all. Um, solid game, solid game. Salute to Knicks Nation once again. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, good to start things off with a W. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Definitely good to start things up with a W. Uh, we're gonna go to the phones. Definitely gonna touch on the passing of David Stern. Rest in peace to David Stern. Uh, passed away today January 1st on New Year's Day so we're definitely going to get to that and uh, we got a giveaway we got a hat giveaway to give away to our fans to kick off the new year there should be a link going around in the chat make sure you sign up because we're going to announce the winner in about 40 minutes all right kicking us off for the new year Ari from Manhattan wants to talk about the game tonight Ari happy new year bro how you doing
5: hey happy new year man uh hope everything's well yeah, uh, first, um, <clears throat> sorry, I want to want to obviously uh, shout out uh, David Stern. Obviously, um, you know he did so much for the game. You know like, he basically a lot of these players today. The reason why they get the money that they make is because of David Stern. So obviously, I just want to like oh, shout him out. But um, you know like, he basically yeah go ahead, go ahead,
3: bro.
5: Yes, yeah, so, so so yeah, so but besides that, um, you know. What a win tonight. I think today, I think tonight was probably the best win of the season, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people in the chat are going to be like, oh, where's Ari about of the Ju- Julius Randle been stepping this playoff? And, That's you cool. know, first of all, I do want Julius Randle to do well. It's not like I root against him just to make myself feel right. I want him to do well. <laughs> but, um, you know, I still think, I still think we have to, like, I know everyone's on, like, a high right now. Like, we won three games in a row. You know, we looked really good tonight. But... You know, the the, the trade deadline has come. I think it, it ends on February 9th or something. It's like early in February. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we have to, like, you know, still trade a lot of these guys, right? I think Marcus Morris needs to be traded um, for more assets. And, um, you know, Julius Randle, you know, I know he's he's, he's playing well. Um, I wouldn't mind him staying, but, you know, now his trade value is going up. So do you think you consider maybe trading him um, to get other pieces? Uh, what, what do you think of that?
3: I mean, of the two, Alex, of the two, mm-hmm. I'd be more aggressive to trade um, Morris just because I feel like you can get you can get a better return for him. I'm not so sure of the market for Randall, even though he is playing well. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm going with the more realistic deal that I could get a higher return on.
4: That's probably what I would say too. I mean, here's my thought. I actually was just thinking about this recently, so this is a well-timed question. I may even write something about this because mm-hmm. I have some I have some thoughts on this. But I, I think. I think it would be foolish to not trade Morris if there actually is a first round price out there for him, uh, which has been reported already. And I, I can't see why that would have changed, you know, at any time in the last couple of weeks. Cause you know, that was, that was reported only maybe two weeks ago. Um, so I would definitely trade him. You know, a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but the way that he plays and the, what he's doing is worth more than a late first round pick. And it's not really about that. Um, it's more about you collect those assets, maybe, around draft time this year there's someone available for trade that you right. weren't expecting and then you have an extra first round pick on top of your own which will be a lottery pick probably still um and that you know it adds up to being able to trade for more or you select another cost-controlled player and maybe that player outplays his contract i mean if the knicks stick with their same front office which honestly at this point i know everybody was freaking out and wanting to fire mills and perry as of even a couple weeks ago i I don't know if I'm quite as sold on that anymore because now it seems like it was definitely a coaching issue and not as much a roster issue.
3: Um,
4: But like, you know, I, I I would trade him. That's I think I even mentioned it the last time I was on here, I would mention to him, you know, Morris, like, Hey, we'd like to have you back because the Knicks will have cap space again this off season. So maybe try to, you know, extend a, a, preemptive offer to him and be like, we'd like to sign you back on with mm-hmm. the team, but mm-hmm. we need to do this business decision. We'll send you business, to a playoff man. team. It's just yeah. a business
3: decision. You know,
4: and, and we'll do well by you. But as far as Randall's concerned, if, if you would have asked me this like three weeks ago, I said I would have said like, yeah, whatever you could get for him, trade him because clearly he's not worth it. You know? Right. But now I'm like, you know what? Now he's finally got good coaching and he's finally playing the way that you know we wanted him to play when he signed here. And so I actually think you might be better served with Randall, let him play out this season, no matter what, see how far this team can get wins and losses wise to kind of build some credibility. Uh, Cause you'd hate to ship out these guys that are big contributors and then have the team tank again. Right. And then that just, that just does nothing. Like when people look back next year on the Knicks of this past year, they're not going to be like, Oh, they played really well for a while once Miller took over when they had all their guys and then they only got bad they got because they traded them. They're going to look back and be like, oh, clown show Knicks. They were, you know, they only won 20 games again or whatever, you know, and and then it's going to become a big joke again. So you could keep Randall. His value presumably won't go down next year, and he signed next year as well with the third-year option, and that's super valuable to a team if, you know, next year they want to trade him. Then they could say, well, you have a third-year option for $20 million, which right now seems like it could almost be a value for him if he continues playing anywhere near the level he's been playing the last couple of weeks. So – yeah that's kind of where I'm at with him. I I don't, I wouldn't rush to trade him. If someone came at you with something insane, like, yeah, of
3: course, of of course. Here's here's like
4: two scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. Here's two scenarios. One, if like the Timberwolves are like, okay, we really like Julius Randle. We'll trade you Carl Anthony towns for Julius Randle, like one or two of your young guys in the Dallas picks or something. i would be like, take it. He's yours. Forget about it. Like, but like, you know other than that, it would have to be like, oh, we're gonna give you two first round picks for Julius Randle right. or something like that. But one you first still round?
3: listen, you still listen, yeah. but you always I wouldn't be as you aggressive always. as I would yeah. with, with uh with Mars.
4: The only guys looking untouchable, uh, more or less, but I wouldn't technically call anybody untouchable, like anybody's available for the right price. But the only guys that I really would not be too uh, keen to listen to offers for would be Mitch and RJ at yeah. this point, and probably. Uh, I mean, I'll say Frank just because I love Frank, and <laughs> I think I think Frank. he's going to be. A, I, I think the thing with Frank to me that's appealing is that I think he's going to be available for an affordable next deal, and so that's appealing to me. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, already and about,
3: especially where they are with the cap. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, I'm it's thinking not about like his next you know, contract already. Hunting.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about his next contract already, and I'm thinking like already down the line, maybe two. You know, when when he's eligible for his extension, which I think he can sign one before next season yeah i mean if they could lock him up for like eight million a season or something like that for three four years i mean that's that would be a great deal for the knicks i think and i think they should do that so i don't know we'll see where that goes but that's that's another story for another day
3: <laughs> agreed man um salute to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for you boys we got a thousand people watching tonight on knicks fan tv salute to everybody watching on twitter on facebook uh periscope Twitch as well. This is number one show for the fans by the fans. CP from Knicks Fan TV. Posting and toasting zone. Locked on Knicks own. Sports Illustrated Knicks own. Alex Wolf (laughs) is in here. Uh, JL says he's partying too hard for New Year's Day. The JLS curse is back on. I'm putting it back (laughs) on like little B. The JLS (laughs) curse is definitely back on. So, uh, Shout out to JL's. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody in the chat once again. Um, we are going to give away the snapbacks soon, so make sure you guys are filling out the form. We got two dope snapbacks that we're going to give away tonight. The winner's going to be able to pick whichever ones they want. We got the fresh, all white, crispy. And then we got the, uh, the orange and blue uh, kind of mural there. So dope snapbacks presented by my guy Shells Heavy. Salute to Shells. Man. And Am uh, I am I eligible? Can I sign Yeah, up for Hey program? man, everybody can be a winner tonight. Uh-huh. It's New Year's, man. Ooh, it's look New at that. Year's. That orange
4: and blue one is Yeah, is that, heat, that orange like and blue
3: that. is heat, man. That orange and blue is heat, man. <laughs> Salute to my guy Shells for uh his contributions to the channel. All right, let's get back to the calls. Let's go to Baltimore. Ron is up. He wants to talk about uh this game tonight. Ron, how you feeling, man?
6: I'm feeling great. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New um, Year, bro. Man, uh yeah, this is uh I mean, look, man, we've been through a lot for so long, and this is why the Knicks fans are the greatest, because you look on Twitter, we're, we've won 500 over the past 12 games, and it feels like we won the championship.
3: <laughs> you know what, <laughs> You know what, Ron, I'm telling you, I felt good about this game tonight, though, man. I just I woke up today, I was like, you know, it's been a while since we saw some Knicks basketball. I'm ready to get back in it, win or lose. Yeah. Mello's coming back, all the storylines. I, I just had a good feeling we were going to come yeah. out okay.
6: I'm with you, man. I felt the same way. I felt like this was the game that, like, you know, Washington, you know, they had, obviously, Beal was out, some guys were out, but they got it together defensively, and they put a whole game together. You know, it was so, it's so nice, guys, to see Julius Randle finally playing decisive. I think it's the new coach. I really do. I mean, this is no knock on Fisdale. I know ESPN, uh, they have a love affair with the guy, but the bottom line is, Julius Randle's playing decisive basketball. He, if he doesn't have it, get rid of the ball. Um, this is not hard. And so he is a talented player. So it's just nice to see a guy finally play the way I think the Knicks paid him. So
5: uh, Robinson
6: staying out of foul trouble. Bobby Portis is quietly playing well. I'll just, I'll just leave you with this because I'm sure you got a lot of happy fans like me. I'm just happy that guys finally know their roles. We understand that there's not a ton. To, I, I, right now, we don't have a superstar guy. Julius Randle's that guy. But the bottom line is the guys on the team, they're playing hard now. They know their roles. We can guard. And this these next four games on the road, um, I think, is going to tell us a lot. I, uh, right. I, I'm a little scared about this road trip, but... What better way to go on the road than after winning three in a row? But thank you very much.
3: Agreed, man. Good, good call, Ron. Happy New Year again, man. Yeah, he's right. These next few games, um, I'm gonna pull it up. I believe it's uh,
4: Phoenix. I know we got the double double, uh, you know, Laker or Laker and uh, Clipper, yeah. you know, double header. But they're not back to back. It's like two days apart. But those, yeah, the those Laker are
3: game is the 22nd. I know I'm yeah, going to yeah, that those game are coming if anybody's, uh... up. oh yeah, the, yeah. we got the Lakers game in LA, I believe that's the ninth, and then you got the Lakers coming mm-hmm. to town on, on the, uh,
4: yeah, on those the... are those are the two I was talking about, they're yeah. going to be at Staples for two straight games, but I think they're separated by two days, it's not a back-to-back, thank God, because yeah. <laughs> that would be back-to-back. really brutal, to have to play back-to-back. those two on a back-to-back, but, yeah, yeah. good, good yeah, cool. the... yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying those would be tough. Those, yeah. those, those, That's like a two-game stretch that I highlighted all the way back when the schedule came out. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh that's that's two schedule losses right there. Th- that's a tough <laughs> little
3: stretch. Tough. Um, let, let's yeah. see what the schedule is looking like here. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. It's um, the Suns on the third. Mm-hmm. We got the Suns on the third. We have uh, at the Clippers on the fifth, at the Lakers on the seventh, at Utah on the eighth.
4: Mm-hmm. And then I will be at the game on the tenth, which is uh, against New Orleans. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so I'll be at that one with SI, and then I'll be at the Miami game, the next game after, as a fan. Okay. <laughs> all right. all right. Good, good so stuff. Man. That that one I know the schedule for because I just had to look those up recently. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So so Ron mentioned you know Miller's impact um on Randall, and yeah, you you can so- certainly see it. You know, obviously these guys were took Fisdale's firing um, as an indictment on them. You know, and mm-hmm. and if you have some pride, these guys are coming together they're playing hard. They woke up, you know, but I think Miller's impact is definitely being felt on the team. You saw when they were up by 18 and he calls the timeout. Seven and a half left in the fourth quarter. They really broke it open in the fourth quarter, but even with an 18-point lead, you know, he wasn't taking any chances. Definitely takes those. I, he, I like how he manages the timeouts. To kind of quell momentum and also how they execute after the timeout. He's been light, light and night and day better than Fizz.
4: Oh, I know. Yeah. The after timeout plays, way better. There was that one that freed Randall up for a pretty key three mm-hmm. at one point there in the corner. Uh, just got Randall kind of moving and ended him up in the corner. And he, they gave him enough space and, you know, he got inbounded right to him. It was only like a five foot pass. Like yeah. the inbound was right next to him. Um, and he, you know, just popped that from there. And that was. That was, if I recall, one of the ones that kind of put the Knicks up by like eight or something like Mm -hmm. that in the fourth quarter. That was a really kind of a key play because uh, the Blazers were kind of knocking again. And, you know, then the Knicks finally just stepped on the gas and put them away. Um, But then on top of that, like you said, managing momentum, it it is, it's night and day from Fisdale because Fisdale, the thing was he would always wait till it was too late and Mm then, you know, once he would finally call the timeout, the team would be demoralized. But then the worst part was was he'd have this group out there that was floundering, and he would put them right back out there after the timeout. And he'd right. be like, well, "Why would you put that same group out there? Just swap out one or two players, mm-hmm. try to get something different mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you calling the timeout right now?" And it's different if you're the team in the lead, then you give your guys a talking to talk into and say, "Okay, you know, step it up, figure this out, do that." But you know, if you're behind and you're starting to give up a game-changing lead, you got to change something. Like that's on you to change something. And Miller understands that very well. Like, he'll call a timeout if the team's floundering and change personnel. But, you know, he calls those other ones, too. And it's like I've, – I've brought this up like 10 times now, but it's mm-hmm. it's one of those moments that's going to stick with me the whole season. In Milwaukee, when they got, like, totally crushed in that, that game before Fizdale got fired mm-hmm. – you know, you had Budenholzer call timeout like yeah, that, where yeah. the Bucks were up 30. Screaming and on he, plays.
3: He was screaming he was, sc- on somebody. He,
4: screaming at yeah. Giannis, yep. his superstar. You know, screaming at him, telling him to be accountable, play defense, this, that, the other. And then at the end of the quarter, you had Fizdale smiling and clapping. and yeah. You know, be well, buddy because, buddy because he knew
3: he was fired at that point. I yeah. I mean, let's be I, real. He still he had, like, yeah, he I'm still I'm had right. one more game
4: to go at that point, yeah. too. He, <laughs> you know? I,
3: I think he, but, Fiz knew the writing was on the wall, man. He, yeah. He knew it, man. He bailed early, man.
4: So, I mean, that's, it, but it's, it's good, you know, coaching intangible type stuff. Yeah. We've yeah. Adam Miller, like, it, you know, knowing when to, you know, press his players and, and, you know, put them in a position where they're, you know, I guess like going to be fixed mid game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, fixing them before they're broken. Yeah, he
3: just seems to have a better, better handle of momentum and just a feel for the, for the game. You, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He just mm-hmm. has a better feel for it. Um, so, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Definitely want to uh, salute some of the super chats that came in. Uh, King J, number 22, says, good win, happy new year. He sends a super chat. Louis B sends a super chat. He says, my boy Frankie Smokes you need to play with that energy every night. Him and Big Mitch on the pick and roll it was refreshing to see. Absolutely, man, that, that was an unstoppable play. Frank had his, he, he drank some swag juice tonight, Al. I was, I was happy for him. Definitely yeah. happy to see that game from Frank. He had, he had Clyde buzzing. Yeah. Clyde oh, yeah. was gushing over him all day, man.
4: Clyde loves Frank. Yeah, I he mean, does. He does. He's it's, it's, it's really cute actually. Like when you, when you hear yeah. him talk yeah. about Frank, it's yeah. like he's talking about his kid or something. Yeah. Sometimes.
3: Well, well he told you on, on that, on one of the first telecasts this year that, that he told Frank, he reminded him of himself.
4: Yeah. And that's pretty damn high praise. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, um Robert Parris sends us a super chat. He says, Mitch is getting the buzz all over the league. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Robert Parris. Bad Book One sends a super chat. He says, uh, congrats. Nice win, Knicks. Happy New Year, Knicks fan from a Bulls fan and Knicks fan, TV fan. Salute to Bad Book. He says, R.I.P. David Stern. Definitely um, R.I.P. to David Stern on that. And I also want to shout out Michael Parker. He sends us a $20 super chat. Uh, Number one fan of the show, Michael Parker. So appreciate that. All right, let's get back to the phones out. My man Ron Cleveland from South Carolina wants to join us. Happy New Year, Ron. How you feeling, man?
2: Man, 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 man. <laughs> CP. how you feeling today, right? <laughs> man, hey, I'm feeling the way you. I'm feeling the way you feeling. Hey, how about that? I feel good about it, man. First win of the new yeah. year. Why not? I know. I know you feel good, and it's yeah. a carryover. <laughs> For the last few years, man. And I, what, what I'm loving, man, I'm, I'm looking at this game tonight. Coaching awareness, man. Coaching awareness.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: It cannot be understated. I mean, and, and Al, you brought it up. The point when that 18 point, when we was up 18, and it was it was a, a little break in defense, Miller didn't hesitate. He, he pulled the trigger. He mm-hmm. called the time up. I'm sitting there at home and I'm like, oh, he see what I'm seeing. I loved it, I loved it, and, and I I'm to the point man, when I look at our team, I don't want no trades. I'm telling you right now, the only trade there's only one trade I want. Get Dennis Smith out of here. He's the only one. Move him out of here. When I look when I look at the effect that that your boy oh my goodness.
3: From Boston. Oh, what's, what's the guy name? What are you talking Mark about? Um, Brad Stevens.
2: Rob. Rob Stevens. Oh, not Robinson. What's, what's the guy name? You talking about oh, a c- man. coach? I'm having a break. Bring... No, the player, the player we got from Boston the Twins.
3: Oh, oh Morris, 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 Morris.
2: Yeah, yeah, Marcus Morris, yeah. Yes, 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 Morris. I don't... Hey, we can't trade Morris. Morris is only <laughs> 30 years old. He's only thirty years old, but but from what I'm, I'm I'm seeing from him, his his energy is rubbing off on everybody. Yeah, well that's a Frank. Fact. That's would a fact. not have been playing like this, if we wouldn't have had more. So you don't you don't you don't get rid of him. I love I love what he's doing. And 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 I, I agree, man, a hundred percent with the fact, David Fisdale. Fisdale I, hey CP, I told you. I told you he was going to be gone before January. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. I told definitely. you
2: that that guy. And then I saw the article that came out that said he was more concerned with the glamour and glitz. And the more I think about it, thinking back to when he even first got signed, dude, dude was he was he was kind of starstruck with the whole idea of being a Madison Square Garden, coaching the Knicks. And and the thing I love about Miller, if you look at Miller, Miller is like a Bill Belichick type coach. He don't care about no media. He don't care about nothing about getting that W, and he's in the film room. He's one of them guys that look like he'll fall asleep with the tape wrapped around his <laughs> neck.
3: <laughs> yeah, Yo, you're right, man. He He's just here to work. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's work, what we
2: man. want. Absolutely. And that and that's what New York fans love, and that's what a. Hey. So when I'm looking at it, man, A, hey, I won't be surprised if we keep this team together. We gonna make a run. That thirty, that thirty win ain't far fit. This makes what number ten tonight?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know we, we set the bar real low. Appreciate the call, right? We set the ball real low, man. This this year, but uh, hey, we're at ten wins. Mike Miller gets us six, and and hey, let, let's see how it goes, man. For certain, certainly, um, you know, de- deserves a, a lot of credit. For how this team has been playing. Isn't it not really just about the wins or losses, but just how this team has been playing?
4: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, he's, it's been a huge difference. Like, there's not really too much more to say about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's been a really big difference with, uh, with Miller at the helm. Mm -hmm. It's, I guess it's just like he's, he's just like a no nonsense, no frills. Like, I feel like he doesn't do anything super revolutionary, but he's just, employing basic concepts that just make sense you know and it's yeah. like he makes in-game adjustments which isn't rocket science you know and fizzdale never did that and that was the biggest problem and you know you see that a miller now it's it's like i don't know it's it's like fizzdale you know I, I think i've made i may have said this on on here or i may have said it on locked on nicks i forget i don't know i talked to me <laughs> <place, but, laughs> you're, you're everywhere
3: it, man you wear a yeah, hundred acts
4: man it, but but at one point i i mentioned that it's almost like it's almost like Fizdale used to be like an NFL coach with, you know, the play sheet of, you know, like, you know, a lot of NFL coaches saw their first 20 plays laid out, you know, and the Knicks would do that sometimes they would come out of the game real hot mm-hmm. and then suddenly couldn't adjust to anything. Couldn't do anything. No adjustment. You know, and it was like Fizdale's play sheet ran out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. he couldn't adjust anymore Yep, because his, he blew his whole strategy in the first five minutes, you know, and true story. And with Miller, it's different. with Miller, it's almost the opposite. I feel like a lot of times the Knicks come out not looking as good under Miller, mm-hmm. like they're trying to probe, you know, and then down the stretch, they put the pedal to the metal and they they make the adjustments and they finally make that push to win the game. And I feel like that's what you see out of good teams more often than not. You know, yeah. some good teams, obviously, when the talent discrepancy is there and stuff, they just come out and they blitz you and then they just keep their foot on the gas the whole game. But when it's relatively even match teams, sometimes the team that kind of, Almost like rope it dopes it and sits there and, it and gets a feel for the game first, and then makes their adjustments later when they know that they can do it. Yeah, that's sometimes better.
3: I, I hear that. I, I think part of the problem, as you mentioned, to the slow starts. I mean, when I look at the box score, I, I maybe maybe the answer doesn't you know isn't with us this year, but either the draft or what. But if RJ is going to continue to be the two. I mean, shooting three for 12 from the field. Yeah, Peyton give you two for nine from the field. If if we weren't playing defense out there, if Dane didn't play like he was hung over, this could have been a real different game early. You know what I mean? And Mitch Mitch's yeah. efficiency from the field really is what kept us in this game early because Portland got out hot.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mitch, Mitch changed things on both ends early, you know, for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, he... He changed things on defense, he changed things on offense, and more specifically, he changed things on the rebounds. Um, you know, he was providing something that nobody else on the Knicks could provide at that particular moment. To your point about, like, Peyton and Barrett, like, I didn't think Peyton played his worst game ever, but yeah. he definitely wasn't shooting well. Shooting. I mean, I mean was, he
3: still ended up with eight dimes. I thought D, yeah. I thought Peyton set he the tone very deep. early on defense. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, his tone was, was very good on defense, yeah.
4: Yeah, and he had the couple blocks. Um, yeah. And it, there was a few plays where he really tracked his man well off the screen and stuff like that and yeah. still managed to wall him off. And, you know, again, that might have been Dame kind of playing hungover a little bit. Yeah, but, Dame, you know. Dame
3: it, it wasn't a typical Dame night, clearly. So we, no, got, we he, got lucky day. let's call it He was
4: a step slow. But, yeah. like, I mean, I thought Peyton did a good job on him and flustered him early, which then kind of flustered him for the whole game. But, yeah, to your point about RJ, I mean, it is a little – it's weird. Like, I feel like RJ has been alternating good games with bad games lately. Um, Mm -hmm. tonight was definitely a bad game. I mean, he got off to a kind of a good start, but he just couldn't hit anything tonight. And I I think he's just starting to hit the rookie wall a little bit, if we're being honest, you know, it happens to most rookies, you know, and he's no exception. I know he's, he's in great shape and he's well conditioned and everything, but uh, one of those things that people were saying, Oh, it's not going to make a difference, but Fizdale played him like 40 minutes a game for the first, you know, months and change of the season and i think it's starting to wear on his legs a little bit because if you look at it just in terms of the how many games have they played perspective he's now probably at about a whole college season if not a little more now um so he's and playing the games in a much tighter window yep so i think he's starting to hit that rookie wall it happens for pretty much everybody and it was bound to happen to him at some point um but it doesn't excuse the fact that he has to start shooting better. Or I would maybe even consider moving him to the bench, you know, just not as like a statement or anything, but just something to get him more comfortable, you know, put him out there against second unit guys and let him kind of get his flow back and stuff. They did that with Knox at different points last year. Yeah. Um, moved him around the lineup. I don't think there's any shame in it um, as long as it's framed properly. So we'll see with RJ though. It'll be an interesting next couple weeks. Cause it, you know, if you remember, right. The same thing kind of happened with Knox last year that he mm-hmm. kind of fell off at the end of December and then pretty much all January he was miserable. Yeah. Um, and a better part what, of February, you, when, too. When did
3: he get rookie? He got rookie of the month.
4: Uh, it was December, December, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was when he had that very, very hot month. And yeah. then right at the end, he started to tail off a little bit and then January and February he fell off a cliff. and then Right, March. Was, I think end of February. Well. And, yeah, and then March and April he finished strong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see at what point R.J., kind of turns that corner I, I think he will at some point and we'll start seeing play a little more in line with what he was doing earlier in the season but uh, i guess it's just wait and see at this point
3: yeah this is just wait and see man um salute to everybody in the chat once again we got over 1300 people watching right now happy new year wherever you guys are watching from uh if you guys are new in the chat leave us a hashtag new So we can shout you guys out. Also, throw your cities in the chat. Let us know where you guys are tuning in from. uh, So we can shout you out again. Once again, CP from KnicksFanTV. We've got Alex Wolf from Posting and Toasting joining us. Um, So Happy New Year to everyone once again. This show is brought to you by Scotch Porter Premium Beard Products. These are all natural premium beard products that I use. And for our viewers tonight, they are offering 50% off on their beard collection that comes with shampoo, conditioner, serum, balm, everything that you need to get your beard right. So hit the link in the video description below to get your 50% off deal. Um, once again, th- this is the products that I use, man. And Al, as you can see, man, it, it, it does wonders, man. I'll, I'll send you a package. If, if you haven't ordered yours yet, I'll see if I can get you, you know I mean, get you in there with the company. You know, let me know how it is. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, man. It's good stuff, bro.
4: Oh, you know, if I don't know if you noticed, but the last time I was on, I was talking about how... I had clean shaven because it's my anniversary because yeah. my wife liked that. Now I'm trying to grow it. I'm trying to do the winter it's, beard. Hey, my, winter, my beard winter, is trying to grow it. up and look like your beard eventually. So, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to raise it right. Uh, but you see, I'm a little more faint than you are. So I need everything I can yeah. to volumize this. So yeah. I think I might have to get some. You need some Scotch <laughs>
3: Porter to fill in that winter fur, man.
4: It's yep, going to get start
3: getting colder, man. You need that warmth.
4: Yep, absolutely, man. I mean I'm i I'm a big bear as it is, but you know, I still need that extra part for the winner, you know?
3: <laughs> all right, all right, no doubt, man. Um salute so to everyone in the chat. Someone just sent us a super chat. Who is this? This is um uh Victor. Victor Barahona says uh he got his revenge. Victor was lives in Portland. He's from Oregon. He was at the game in Portland when we got washed by like thirty. So, uh, salute to Victor on that one. Definitely, definitely was a revenge game. And, uh, salute to Danny Thomas sends a super chat as well. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Gideon from Brooklyn to talk about the game tonight. Gideon, how you feeling? man?
6: I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Happy New Year.
3: Good, man. Happy New Year to you, man.
6: Yeah, this game was amazing. You know, I liked how our energy was picked up. You know, Mitchell Robinson was feasting up there. Love is slams. I like how, you know, Julius Randle was playing in control of the offense, taking some rhythm shots, you know. I liked how we did a good job containing CJ and Dame. you know. Melo had a big game, but, hey, you know, we kicked their butt. So we won three in a row first time this season. And I like how we're starting a new year, and we have a difficult four-game road trip, you know. The Suns trying to make the playoffs the and Lakers, two teams looking for a title, mm-hmm. and then the Jazz, a dark horse in the West. What do you think?
3: Oh Yeah, everything you said I agree with, man. It's a tough, tough road ahead, so it's good to get this W um, to try to, you know, give them a little momentum going on the road. I mean, like you said, you got a Phoenix team that started the year off hot. Um, they cooled off a little bit, but obviously on the road in Phoenix, they're, they're always going to be a tough team. Could be a tough matchup for us <laughs> as well. So um, let's see if we can, you yeah. know, four-game trip. Can we, can we get two? You know, can we get that one in Phoenix and, and maybe steal one? Uh, uh, I don't know. The, the Lakers game will be tough. Maybe? But yeah, maybe the Utah game. Maybe we can sneak one out. You know, the, I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time we won in Utah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. What about
6: 2013? That's the last one in Utah.
3: 2013. 2013. Damn. it's <laughs> crazy, man. That is yeah, crazy, I think-
4: man. Yeah, I think they so, can maybe take one in Phoenix. Yeah. I think they take that and maybe the Jazz game. Yeah, I, I think it could happen.
3: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. appreciate the call, Gini. Um, Jay Boogie from North Carolina. What's going on, man? You're up next.
2: Hello? Hey, Happy New Year's to everybody, man.
3: Happy New Year, man. How happy you doing, bro?
2: I'm doing good, man. Hey,
6: man. Got to big up the coach tonight, man, because... You know, his first game we played in Portland, we got blown. It, it seemed like, you know, over these last four days, he did a lot of homework and he put together a game plan. You know, the New Year's here, we got a bunch of guys in a big city. He kept them focused. Got them ready to come and play. Got them up, upbeat and everything, ready to come play. The first game of the new year, home, yeah, mellow here and everything. Everybody was upbeat, riding, ready to go and playing for one another. So I got to send a big up to that coach because he did a lot tonight. And I love that wingspan that was out there with Frank and Bully. Wow, there was a lot of wingspan that was shutting down them guards late in the game, you know what I'm saying, when we went on our
3: run. True story, man. Bullock Bullock was very active out there, man. Very active out there. Um, 100% oh. uh, 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 agree with you on that, man. Bullock played well, man. And and as you said, I think, like I said, he's going to take a lot of minutes. Tone. Yeah, he, he is. He's, he, you can tell. He's definitely going to get those minutes. But I like how they set the tone. Like you said, they came out ready. You know, it was New Year's Day. You didn't know, you know, all these guys were home. You didn't know who was going out, who wasn't, and, and who was going to come out slow like Dame. But, you know, give credit. The, the Knicks came out with their energy from the opening tip.
4: Yeah, you know what? To to the point, too, about That's right. To the point about, you know, Mello coming back, I, I give credit, you know, to the Knicks, too, for not – like, I could see where, as a current Knicks player, it could have been a little disconcerting to have the fans cheering. So, I mean, the, the fans cheered louder for Mello in those first couple minutes than they did for the Knicks. Yeah, You know true. what I mean? Like, true every time true. he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Props to them for, like – Powering through that and being like, you know what, now this is our night. Like this is our this is our court, this is our night, this is our place now. Like cheer for Melo all you want, but we're gonna win this damn game. Like we're not gonna let it, you know, this take us out of this game.
3: True story, man. <clears throat> and um, as you said, Bullock, Frank, Mitch could be a nice little unit, man. Could be a nice little little unit defensively. And um, again, once you get in that Frank and Mitch pick and roll. And you're going to have to have defenders start to cheat off a little bit. You got Bullock in the corner. You know, now we're talking. Now we're talking space in the floor and getting some three-point shooters out there. Legit. I think his best year was with Detroit maybe two years ago. I think he shot close Mm -hmm. to 45% from downtown.
4: Yeah, and last year between, I think it was between Detroit and L.A., he had a a pretty solid season as well. Yeah. Uh, Roughly, he posted almost the same exact numbers two years in a row, basically. Um, Shot over 40% from three both years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or very close to it, and uh, about like 11, 12 points per game. So, yeah. Yeah, he could definitely ride some momentum. Uh, He seems like he still has room to improve, too. So, need that. It's definitely a plus.
3: Desperately, man. So, uh, welcome back, Reggie Bullock or Bullock or (laughs) (laughs) whatever Bree would say, but welcome back, Reggie. Um, So, to everybody in the chat, Jesse Cohn is checking in with us. Uh, They say hashtag new. We got Chris Norman checking in from Long Branch, New Jersey, your neck of the woods, Al. I don't know how yeah. close you are to Long Branch or what.
4: I'm uh, uh, pretty close. Okay. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: We got uh, Mano Ridge checking in from Brazil. We're all over. We're not close, close to there. Yeah, no, nah, we're not close to there <laughs> at all. <man. laughs> we're not close at all. <laughs> Mr. Mookie Mitchell checking in from Brisbane, Australia. What's going on? How you feeling? We got Kevin Chen in here. We got Jesse Cook also from Brisbane, Australia. Australia's in here heavy. Al, they always uh, cause you know they're on like the opposite side of the hemisphere. You know mm-hmm. they they got it's summertime out there right now. They're doing everything different right now, so it's daytime yeah. for them. You know, so that so they tune into the show heavy. So we got a, a big Australian contingent in here. You gotta like it. Man.
4: Yeah, shout out, man. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, I can't believe the the. The reach that the New York Knicks have, yeah, man,
3: big time. Always blows me big away. Big time, big time. We get
4: the same thing on Locked On Knicks, man. I look at like where people are listening from, and I'm like, damn, there's people in like New Zealand yeah. listening to Locked On Knicks. Get the hell out of here. Yep, yep, it's yep. wild. Big time. And and speaking of
3: Australia, New Zealand, when next Wednesday I have uh, Corey Homicide Williams. He's he's a he was a former Rucker Park legend out here in New York. He went down to uh, the NBL, hmm. National Basketball League in Australia. He's a he's a uh, analyst there He's going to come on the show We're going to talk a little LaMelo Ball A little RJ Hampton Talk mm-hmm. about uh, You know Upcoming draft man We got to we got to start thinking about that So uh, I'll have him on the podcast On Wednesday So I know my, my Australians Are very familiar With That's a must
6: uh, watch TV
4: Must, must, must watch, watch. TV. Must
3: watch Of course <laughs> Of course man Alright back to the phone Shamar from Brooklyn What's going on Yeah
1: what's
3: going on How you doing Good man If you're on speakerphone You just got to take it off Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. They uh, sound like you in the hallway. So, oh, yeah, you got to take off the speakerphone. Yeah, I'm at work. Oh, <laughs> Al, you got to, The guys that uh, go from work, man, uh, they always have uh, to sneak away. They got like their library voice on and everything, uh, man.
4: I won't. I won't snitch. Yeah.
6: <laughs> no, what I was saying earlier was um, it's good to see Reggie out there. You see the spacing on the floor when you have the shooter that the NBA defense respect. Yeah,
3: basically. Basically,
6: mm-hmm. and like they couldn't pack in today. They had to. The, they had to the spread the floor. They was able for Frank to even get like penetration, even easier. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. O- Agreed, man.
6: And cool. I just want another thing. I, just, I I really think this game was a good confidence boost, booster for Mitch. Like he really
5: outplayed Side today.
3: Yeah, and 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 that was a big matchup, man. And, and appreciate the call, man. That was a big matchup tonight, Al. That was definitely. Um, one that I was looking at was Mitch versus Whiteside. And Mitch, this is now six games in a row or so. He's stepping it up, man. He's he's playing more discipline. Only one foul tonight. Mm-hmm. Very active. There was, there was a real cool play. I believe it was uh, either second or third quarter. And Dame caught a steal. And they had Mitch on a two-on-one break. And Dame fed it to, I believe, Simons, who was going for a corner three. Mitch closed him out. He pick he, he dribbles off baseline and ends up throwing the ball away across the court, um. So it's just you know, just good hustle plays, and Mitch is just really showing some maturity out there, man.
4: Yeah, I thought Mitch killed Whiteside, man. I yeah. thought it wasn't even close. I mean, Whiteside didn't have a terrible game as it was, right? Um, and, but I thought Whiteside did most of his damage without Mitch out there, mm-hmm. um, particularly at the beginning of both halves against Gibson. He he did a lot of damage there and. You know, credit to Miller for you know adjusting relatively quickly and getting Mitch in there as one of the first subs. That seems like his kind of his game plan, anyways. Bring Mitch in there, like don't let the team see Mitch right away. I guess lull them into a into a comfort zone, yeah, and then bring Mitch in there and just stomp on them because yeah, Mitch Mitch is a starter caliber player now. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's only a matter of time he's going to be back in the starting oh, yeah. lineup again. He'll get it. He'll, but,
3: uh, he'll get in there sooner or later, man.
4: But, I mean, regardless of when he gets in, as long as he's putting in a quality 25 to 30 minutes every night, like, without fouling too much, right. I'm good with it. Too and, money. yeah, he came in and just he wrecked Whiteside in this yeah. game. It wasn't even close. And Mitch just continually, even if he doesn't necessarily look like he has the best position to get a rebound, he somehow always gets a hand on it. I, I think it's just his quick first and second jump helps. Because uh, he'll start just kind of tapping the ball around, and then he starts jumping and trying yeah. to get up higher for it and stuff. Right. Um, it, as long as he can get a fingertip on it, there's a, a decent chance that he's going to get any given rebound. So, he's, he's starting to get very, like, Dennis Rodman-esque with his his nose for getting rebounds out there, I
3: think. Definitely, man. And, and as you said, he always seems to have a knack to to for the ball. Tonight, he was just securing everything, though, man. Mm -hmm. He was not Mm -hmm. losing it at all. And, um, yeah, it's a solid, solid, solid effort by Mitch. Okay, um, once again, make sure you guys sign up for the snapbacks. We're going to close the contest soon. uh, Tonight, one lucky winner to celebrate the new year as we kick off 2020 out. One lucky Nick fan is going to be able to pick between these two snapbacks. You got the crispy, icy white, and you got the orange and blue a uh, uh, little conglomerate going on over here So real nice Salute to my guy Shells for donating to the cause All brand new snapbacks New era snapbacks And uh, just a little gift A uh, token of appreciation From CP to the fans man Appreciate it you guys man Appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in Um, Let's get back to the phones out. Uh, let's go to um Delano's with us Delano from North Carolina checking in Delano happy new year man
6: Hey, Happy New Year to everybody, man. Happy New Year to you, too, CP. Uh, Alex Wolf, salute everybody in the chat. Same to
3: you,
6: man. Um, uh, Fire Steve Mills. <laughs> uh, you know the vibes already. Uh, listen, for t- as, long, for as long as that man got a job. For
3: 2020, kick it off.
6: As long as that man... Super facts. As long as that man got a job, I'll be calling for him to get terminated from it. Um, it was a great game tonight. Um... First off, I want to uh, salute uh, Melo. He came in the garden. You know what I'm saying? All that revenge game, I mean, come on, that's like two years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no revenge at this point right now, especially the fact that he asked for the trade after we fired Phil. So, for me, I've always said, where's the revenge at? <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we, he gave you what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm not mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Moving on and all that good stuff. Hope for the best for him in the rest of his career. Um, great game from him. Great game. Um, bad game from Dame, and, and I'm actually glad about it. You yeah. know, as much as I'm a Dame fan, glad that he stunk. <laughs> we need this win.
3: Yeah, we got lucky. And we got lucky. Man. I'm thinking about it. CJ had it going too. If, CJ if had, he it, got had a cooking, nice game going as well. So we, we got lucky there.
6: Yeah. If, if, but the player of the game to me is what, is, is, is um Robinson. Oh, yeah. Mitchell Robinson showed up and showed out. I mean, that first knob looked like OBJ making his signature catch. I was I was out. Of, I was. Out of, I was out of my seat for that one. That was crazy. <laughs> that was,
3: that was you know? crazy. man. that was crazy, man. The
6: ball movement was fantastic. I mean, we talk about extra passes. You got an open shot, and you still take a look for the extra pass. That was. That's the type of stuff that I'd be looking for from this squad. The defensive effort was there. That's all I'd be asking for. Everybody want to talk about Randall and the offense, but I, again, like I, I keep saying, I would love balance. All I want is balance. You don't have to block every shot. You don't have to steal every time the ball comes your way. But give me defensive effort. Show me that you don't want the other guy to have an open look. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We talk bad about Frank because all he gives us is defense, no offense. I keep saying the same thing. I want balance. Give me a shot. Give me some scoring along with your defense. We know what you can do on one end. Prove that you can do it on the other end too, so I'm happy for a great performance. I've seen Kevin Knox um get um uh, involved on defense too he um swatted a, um you know he deflected a shot
3: mm-hmm.
6: um and, and that's all I'm saying. just give me some effort
3: yeah um Kev, Kev was definitely but I active. will
6: say this too
3: yeah
6: I will say this too these referees they must have some kind of grudge against us. I don't know what it is, because I've seen a few plays where it's like, these are blatant fouls. That um, that one drive where um, where, um, where Whiteside drove on Mitch and got that dunk, mm-hmm. he lowered his shoulders, Mitch, uh, Mitch, you know what I'm saying, got pushed back. As far as the rules go, that's an offensive foul. You ain't supposed to lower your shoulders. He lowered his shoulders, no call. Um, on the other end, in the first quarter, RJ drove to the basket, on uh, CJ McCollum for the second time. He got swatted on the arm um by CJ swatted on the wrist by um by White It ended up becoming a basketball yeah. legend. <laughs> all I'm saying is what's going on with these refs? Yeah, nah, hey, what's man. happening with these refs? I mean, if, if I if I can see this
3: it's sketchy if I can see sketchy. This. I appreciate the call they'll know. Well, you know RJ doesn't get calls, you know, at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? RJ never gets called. Um, but you know, yeah. I
4: think it's funny. Uh, uh, Schwin, Schwinny mm. uh, tweeted during the game that Melo got yeah. a better whistle tonight <laughs> yeah. than he's than he's gotten any time that he was yeah. in the Garden as a Nick. And facts. it's like, yeah, well, it's it's probably got something to do with the jersey on his chest. I think facts,
3: man. <laughs> facts. That that was funny, man. But again, good to get a win. De- definitely good to get a win. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's touch on this this Dur- David Stern passing, man. While you're while mm-hmm. still on, out. because um today um David Stern passed away, age of seventy seven. Um, the commissioner of the league from eighty four to two thousand and fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. He he fell out with a brain hemorrhage, I think, about two weeks ago, and he passed away today, New Year's Day, man. What what was your Uh, thoughts uh, on david stern the commissioner
4: um i mean i'd be lying if i said i had super super strong thoughts about him um you know there was something there was some good some bad i think mostly good though he oversaw a really big period of growth for the league uh i don't think the nba is what it is today without him uh, like without a doubt Mm -hmm. um the the only questionable decision that i could ever think of from him was the the dress code thing yeah. It always, that always was a little weird to me, um, you know, like why are you trying to affect what guys are wearing into a stadium? But other than that, I mean, he he created the WNBA. Um, he created the G League, G League. which at, at the time was the D League, which yep. has now blossomed into a really important product for the NBA. Mm-hmm. As far as development's concerned, we're seeing a lot of players come up through that system. And I think it's – I honestly think that the D League is doing a ton for the big NBA. Um as far as, you know, helping develop players and, and turn them into, uh, you know, guys that can come in and contribute right away that weren't necessarily ready right out of college or right when they were drafted or whatever the case. Um, but on top of that, I mean, honestly, he always seemed like a pretty, a pretty nice guy. Um, I found him to be very funny. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time when he would talk, when he would do speaking things and, you know, interviews and whatever, I, I generally found his, his, uh, his like, demeanor to be good and, and lighthearted by and large. Um, seemed like a guy that enjoyed life, had a lot of fun. Uh, and also, I mean, in the, in the internet and Twitter era, he gave us maybe one of the best and most memeable reaction gifts of all time with him, uh, (laughs) choking on the water. (laughs) water. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, it's really funny, like that, that's kind of some of the ways that we can remember people now in today's day and age. But I mean, honestly, his like NBA policy decisions, I might not remember five yeah. ten years down the line, but I can guarantee you five ten years down the line, I'm still gonna be tweeting out images of David Stern, you know, uh, choking on his water from and you know because he was so surprised by something or whatever. So, but all in all, you know, rest in peace. He seemed like a yeah. good
3: dude. Rest in um, peace, man. Rest,
4: that rest. was always my that was always my impression. He seemed like a nice enough guy, and um, by and large, I think he had a good tenure as the commissioner of the league. And I think he also picked a pretty good replacement. I I like Adam Silver quite a bit too. So I think he probably has, has something to do with that as well. And, you know, so for that, you know, he also kind of deserves our thanks.
3: So true, true story, man. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this one was, was real big um, in terms of his past. I mean, his impact on the game was crazy. I mean, the modern NBA is what it is because of David Stern, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the way he was able to kind of grow the game uh, globally, to a billion-dollar phenom that it is right now. The whole Dream Team era, you know what I mean? Um, you know, the influx of international players that we have here. Like you said, the WNBA, the G League. He helped us. He helped the Knicks, right? They froze the envelopes. He got us Patrick Ewan. He was a diehard Knicks fan. <laughs> so they no say, mistake, so yeah. They
4: allegedly, Listen, okay? <laughs> man,
3: David Stern froze those damn envelopes. Thank you, David Stern, for getting us the captain. But then he he screwed us a nine seven man with Charlie Ward and P J Brown for for suspending the players for leaving the bench, you know what I mean? We we lost we lost a lot of guys in that Knicks Heat series man uh, for for leave for leaving the bench and, and getting suspended for some missed game six some missed game seven so that that was kind of rough. Um, Raptors and the Grizzlies, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. had two expansion teams in, in Canada. Um,
4: and I, brought the brought the Bobcats back in yeah. to Charlotte, and which then turned into the Hornets. Facts,
3: facts, yep. facts. Um, how about I mean the TV rights? Right when he came in, they they had TV rights deals at ten million dollars, and now worth almost a billion dollars in TV oh, yeah. rights. You yeah. know that that's just crazy, man. Well, and
4: internationally, the game grew so much. I mean, that was a really big thing, actually. The embracing of I mean that. Wow. I don't know how much you can credit that to Stern or just to the game, but well, okay, so here's the way that the, the flow chart would work there. You mm-hmm. credit Stern for making the game, helping make the game bigger, yeah. you know, in the 90s, which then inspires more European and, you know, Asian children to like basketball growing up and play it, which then leads to more international players coming from those countries, which then leads to an even bigger. You know, love of the game in those markets and really big thriving leagues in those in those different markets now, too, that aren't the NBA. You know, you have a whole huge uh, contingent of basketball in Europe that's like almost probably only second to soccer at this point over there. Uh, And then you have basketball is, I don't know, like arguably the biggest sport in China at this point, I think. Um, and the NBA is enormous in China. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, we saw how everything went down with the Maury situation. They were literally talking about the NBA salary cap might be affected if China oh, yeah. would pull themselves oh, out of yeah. NBA marketing and yep. stuff. So. How
3: about bringing Yao Ming over? That was a big move Yao Ming. Too.
4: yep. Yeah, and again, you know, that all comes back to, like, you know, Yao Ming got drafted, what, 2002? Which means, how old is he, like 19, 20 at that point?
3: Um, th- no, nah, I think he was older, because he he was playing in China. He, I think he was a little bit older. He, so he- we'll
4: say, even if he was, like, 22... You know, however old he was, um, he comes over in the draft in 2002, and you know he probably grew up watching the product that David Stern helped build up during the 90s, yeah. and that's probably what inspired him to play basketball. On True. top of the fact that he was like seven foot six, and it sure was just kind of True. a logical move. But <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, they
3: took out the physicality of the game. Took a, he took out hand checking, Mhm. Uh, yeah. which know, some
4: people hate and some people love. But yeah. ultimately, you know, it is what it is. Like I, I think it led to a little a little more fast paced style ball, uh, at least in some cases. So
3: that's true. That, that's that's true. It, you know, it, it definitely opened things up. As you said, the dress code definitely controversial, uh, for, uh on many different levels from a business standpoint, from a cultural standpoint,
4: mm-hmm. and, you know, there, yeah. there was definitely the, a lot I, of
3: controversy when he did. That. I always thought
4: the cultural, the cultural aspect of that always kind of bothered me. Yeah. It was a little, Cause you know, the guy he was targeting was Allen Iverson who dressed yep. very, uh, very like rapper street style mm-hmm. back in you know two thousand two and and you know it seemed like a direct attack on that sort of subculture which obviously has racial connotations and everything it else. Did. So it did you know that's that was always like the one black mark to me. If I think of like Stern and his time I'm like yeah. shit like that's that's the one thing that always kinda of bothered me. That, but that was big man. They eventually got over that too. You True. know, I think Stern realized, because that was gone before Stern was gone as yeah. the commissioner. Yeah. So I mean they, he realized of his error was waste. Yeah, he lightened it up. And, and, you know, now it's even lighter. I mean, now, but now guys just dress, you know, it's just a different <laughs> fashion year now. You know what I mean? Now yeah. it's like, it ain't it's, it's, it's fashionable for LeBron to wear a, a suit with shorts now. You yeah. know, like that's just a move to do one day. So I, I, I it's just a different, different year. I era.
3: can't even touch that, man. What about the yeah. Chris? Yo, he vetoed the Chris Paul trade. Yo, David oh, Stern was right. like the Godfather of the league. He vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers.
4: And a lot of people hated that. Yeah, that was, that was very controversial. Oh, yeah, okay. Lakers fans in particular will still tell you that that was. I mean, they won championships after they, <laughs> mm-hmm. after they made the. Uh, that was when they made then instead the or no I'm sorry they didn't they didn't win a championship after that because they made the D12 trade instead of that the
3: White trade right. right
4: yeah yeah so I guess that didn't quite work out for them but. No. I mean, it's, I don't know. They they, they still complain about that yeah. days. but...
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, they I was do. I was
4: mixing it up with the Pau Gasol trade they, for a second. That do, happened well man. before that. Well they before do. the Chris Paul saga, so...
3: And then the two things with MJ, would they banned the black and red Jordan ones Mm-hmm. Definitely, they, they find MJ and banned the black and red Jordan 1s because they didn't have enough white in the shoes. That was back in 85, uh, I think.
4: Imagine how, how preposterous that is by today's standards. You yeah. literally have guys getting... Getting custom uh, airbrushed it, shoes, whatever it, you like, want, whatever designs on them. Yep. I mean, I don't know. It's it, and, and you know, it's even funnier to think about that. Like when you think about we we think, oh, that's so antiquated that that happened in 1985 or whatever. The NFL didn't get rid of those rules until like two years ago. So yeah. it just kind of puts in perspective that the NBA is usually. Quite a bit ahead of ahead. other definitely. leagues as definitely. far as stuff goes. Yeah,
3: de- definitely ahead of it. And then, you know, the whole MJ conspiracy theory when he left. Mm-hmm. Was it the gambling issue? Was he really trying to play baseball? Did David Stern yeah. know about the gambling addiction? You know, they I say, heard a
4: theory that his dad got murdered by the mob yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah said, was, they, said, owed, they said MJ owed.
3: They said MJ owed those dudes in suits, man. And that's why he mm-hmm. backed away from the game. And they claim mm-hmm. that David Stern knew about it. David Stern in the interview with Woj, read, read that article with Woj. He said uh, when 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 they were dealing with the lockout of 2011, he went into the locker room at the All Star game and told the players that they better come to the table. He said he knows where all the bodies in the NBA were buried because he put them there.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: take take it for what you will, Al. But well, to me, that hey. means frozen envelopes and a lot of you know under the table dealings, man. But hey, you take it for what it will, what you will, man.
4: David Stern was the godfather, I guess, man. Don, Don David, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) David Soprano. (laughs)
3: Absolutely, man. So, yeah, you know, listen, just, just to put a bow on it, I think you, you got to touch on it because of the, the impact that he had, uh, whether it was, you know, um, you know, from the game itself or whatever the controversy was, you know, he was definitely a controversial figure, but no doubt had a big impact on the game. I mean, we might not even be here talking about the game if, if it wasn't for some, uh, you know, things that he did.
4: Yeah. Definitely true. I, I mean, good and bad. You know, we just highlighted how many good things, how many bad things. But yeah. by and large, the the positives well outweighed the negatives. I think that's that's pretty undisputed as yeah. far as Stern's concerned.
3: Absolutely. All right. So let me take um Dan from Long Island. Take his call. and Then Al, I know you got to run and, and um record, right?
4: Nah, I got time. Okay. It'd take it'd see all the callers through if you all want. Right, no I'm doubt. Good.
3: All right, Dan, you're up next, man. How you feeling? Happy New Year, man.
6: Hey, good man. Thanks for putting me down, man. How's everything? Um, yeah, good, good, good. Listen, real quick, uh, Bullock bullet tonight, you know, if he gives you that every, every night, you know, he makes a big
3: difference. Big and difference. I think big difference. It
6: means the end of ISO. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I, I mean, ISO I think iso I think, ISO, ISO, I think
3: ISO's minutes, regardless, ISO's minutes still been, you know, on, on promise. So with this, every, you know, Dotson's minutes are going to be impacted. So. Yeah, I think if, if Reggie's going to come in here and play like this, it's yeah. definitely going to move some guys I just, down.
6: I just think, like I said, I think he's not going to get any light now. I mean, I, I'm i just being candid. And the other thing I want to just touch on with you folks tonight, is something I think that, you know, if you don't watch the game tonight, you you don't pick up on it, right? And that's – I was counting, at least in the first half, boards uh, for Randall. And you look at Randall's boards, how many had tonight? 12, 13, whatever 15? he had. I think he had like six or seven. What do maybe even the first quarter alone.
3: Randall he had He did not um, have I'll a contested right rebound. Randall had, um, had
6: 13, 12.
3: He had. I believe he had 13 rebounds. 13. 13 boards, 12 mm-hmm. defensive right. rebounds. Right.
6: And, and seven of them, in, at, at least the, the first seven, there was not one contested rebound. In other words, they were just you know, typical three pointers that go long and mm. no, no one gets to front, no one gets to the rim. So they just bounce around. The reason I point that out is I'm not I'm not knocking Randall. It's the point how stat lines can be you know deceiving because Mitch, every board Mitch got tonight, he got he it old no fashioned way. We he one worked foot in the paint, beating bodies, and I thought I thought he might have only had eight tonight. But if you can name one board that wasn't important tonight, you know, and and I think. Yeah, you know, I point that out because again, if you didn't watch the game, you're reading the stat line. You know, you may think that that Julius had a bigger day on the glass, but the reality is I thought Robinson does. And look, you guys both know that like the NBA has changed a lot. You know, big guys don't need to have a back to the basket game no more. As long as you can pick and roll, and then you can eat off missed shots, you know, you you can be a multi-multi millionaire in this league and an All Star. You don't need to have a post game. And I just think, you know, Mitch, if he can develop. You know, a a fifteen footer, you know, he he has everything else that you need to be a perennial all star. I mean, he really showed that tonight. And you know, I, I thought I thought a lot of credit. and then the last thing I want to point out mm-hmm. is with Melo, man, and you guys may I, I only tuned in about a half hour ago, so I might have missed part of what you told talking about. A lot of respect for Melo. And yes, I enjoy watching him take cats on the block. And I love it. I do. But my man won't pass out of a double team. <laughs> To save life. Danny hey, was an I MSG mean, he man. He share.
3: wanted the glory, man. He wanted the glory. No, man. but what you know what from, he
6: don't. Man. But 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 he, he don't share that rock at all. Yeah. And it's just amazing to me. I, I understand he's an he'll be a hall of famer, but my man, that cat only joined the team two months
1: ago. Hey, he he's back, spot. baby.
6: And, and he's I'm, back. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I I am I am dumbfounded that he's allowed to do that. I just can't believe some catch rolling. Yeah, be They to
4: have it go tonight, man. appreciate the they were, goal. They were go trusting to do that from like day 1 though. I yeah, mean, they
3: yeah, <laughs> they gave the green light, man. Melo yeah. said, "Thanks for leaving the light on. I got it from here." This is my <laughs> this is my
5: building. Dame, you go you
3: go sit down and and uh give him a bath bag. I got this. The heck, the crowd was hyping him up. Come on, man. Melo wanted yep. it tonight, man. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, listen, we got the W. It was good to see Melo, you know, do Melo. We we know his game, right, Dan? We we know he, he's not he's not gonna let that ball go. But um yeah. hey, it's good to get the W still.
4: Talking about what you just said there too though, about Mitch developing a fifteen footer. I mean, if he ever does that, forget about it. He's basically Amari Stoudemire on offense if he ever does that. Hell yeah. Like can you imagine that? Like being if to Mitch it, if Mitch could shoot from the elbow. Shoot like, that ball, Mitch. Oh man. GG, man. It's over. That's Mid-range
3: it. Mitch. We need him, man. Come yeah. on, Mitch. Let's go here, man. Yeah. All right. Um, let's give away this hat real quick. Ooh, let's uh, do Let's it. definitely do it. So if you guys are... Uh, some of you new guys joining us, salute to everybody. Happy New Year. Nice to get a win. Knicks Nation 117 to 91. I believe it's 92. That might be a typo on my end, but whatever. Knicks win. And for that, uh, we're going to give away a snapback hat to one lucky winner to celebrate... 2020. The um, form is going around in the chat. The link is going around in the chat, and we're gonna announce the winner right now. Just let me hit my uh, my contest theme music. All right, here we go.
4: Al, did you sign up? Nah, I didn't. I decided I'd, I'd leave it to everybody else. All right, it's all, right. <laughs> all right, so, so good,
3: man. You, you, you definitely get in the competition. All right, here we I'll, go. I'll get in
4: on the next one.
3: All right, no doubt. So, um, how many entries do we have tonight? We had 157 entries out. The people want the hats.
4: Dude, Let's, hats are hats are hot, man. That's a that's a good item. People like, want the snaps. I love my Knicks hats. Hell yeah! I got a, I got a pretty good collection.
3: Yeah, yeah. I got I got a good one going as well.
4: Uh, I know you got a good collection. Yeah, I've man. seen I've seen you in like different hats every day. That we've got <laughs> <or something. laughs> I got to make sure when people see the video, they know it's
3: that they know it's a new video. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes sense.
4: No makes no sense. playing on loop, you know? <laughs>
3: yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This ain't the replay. This is live and direct. All right, here we go. Oh, I see more names trickling in. Hurry up, people. You got you still got time, but I'm putting all the names in. By the time I'm done putting the names in, everything has to go, because we're gonna pick the winner. Alright,
4: here we go. <laughs> Someone says freeze my envelope.
3: <laughs> uh, oh man, we just we just got seven more entries. Alright. Oh, we just got eight more entries. Alright, here we go. On the count of three, I'm going to cut the entries. On the count of three, no more entries. One, two, three. All right, Joshua Valentine. You're the last of the Mohicans. 173 entries in total, Al. I'm about to uh, throw my screen on The, um, the contest. No frozen envelopes here. We got all the names. All right, here we go. On the count of three, one, two, three. The lucky winner. Is Who's the winner? Say? Justin Valentin Justin Valentin, congratulations You are the winner of the Knicks Snapback giveaway Justin Valentin Congratulations, man But you know what, Al? Hmm. It's 2020 And we got a W yeah. So I'm feeling generous right now. So we're gonna give another snapback away. Everybody oh, gets a snapback. No, just kidding. Not everybody. Not everybody. Oprah style. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Oprah style. I can't afford that because we got uh, <laughs> we got over a thousand people watching on Facebook alone. That'd be a hefty bill. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Can you imagine. Yeah.
4: Hey, someday. Crazy... That's the goal, right? Someday that. just get big enough that, yeah. that you know, someone maybe, puts the bill for you to give away a thousand hats. Charges <laughs> to Jimmy
3: D in the straight shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Simple and plain.
4: Just, just offer to let him do a concert live on Knicks fan TV. Simple and, and plain. Then, and maybe he'll do it then.
3: You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's it, man. All right. So Justin's going to get his first pick and then Dave. So just mark down Justin Valentine as the winner. We're going to remove him and then we're going to go again back to the list all right here we go the name picker ninja selects jay nelson jay nelson congratulations you are the winner of the nick snapback we got more so you, you can choose from a different selection so hey justin Valentin, jay nelson kicked us off for the 2020 congratulations fellas there was no hocus pocus here, Al. There's no frozen envelopes. This was just straight to the facts.
4: Yeah, it looked pretty straight to me. Yeah,
3: yeah, straightforward, man. Straightforward. <laughs> There's no recount here. So congratulations to those guys, man. All right, um, how many more calls we got? How much time you got, Al?
4: I got as much time as you want.
3: Okay, all right. Let's go back to the phones. Eric from Atlanta. Let's kill
4: it. This is a big game. This, this is I feel a big like this, one. Deserves, this deserves as long of a show as we need. Definitely, here, too, everybody.
3: Yeah, definitely. Eric from Atlanta, it's up. How you feeling, man?
6: Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call, man.
3: No doubt, bro. Happy New Year.
2: Hello? Yeah, thanks. Thanks to you.
6: Um I just
2: wanted to point out three stats,
6: man. The twenty nine assists, sixty-four bench points, and fifty-four points in the paint. That 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 should always get you a win.
5: Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I feel like.
3: Yeah. yeah, and turnovers. You know, only two turnovers in the second half, I believe is maybe eight overall. And to the to the twenty five or twenty nine assists, that's that's a good ratio right there, man. They're moving the rock. And give credit to Frank and, and uh, Peyton. They gave you 18 dimes together.
6: No doubt. No doubt. I'm down here in Atlanta, man. I get clowned on the regular about the Knicks. But I'm wearing my Knicks sweatshirt tomorrow, man, with pride. I hope it's not so a Hawks fan ahead. clowning you, man. I was about to say, man, you go, got go to zip them some Hawks fans.
3: Yeah, you got to put them no, on Nick, mute, man. Don't, yeah, better, lot better not be Hawks plans. fans. There's a lot of you know fans what you
4: should fans, do? You should. So we got fans from all over, man. Yeah. Go to go to those Hawks fans and show them the uh the workout tape of Julius Randle over the summer and be like, hey, look, you didn't take HGH. <laughs>
3: That's a fact. <laughs> all facts, man. Appreciate the call, Eric. Yeah, I, I used to live in Atlanta, man. I went to grad school down there, and um, going to Knicks Hawks games, you know, you know the whole route, man. D.C., Miami, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Charlotte. You know, those are all, all our hubs for transplant New Yorkers. So. It literally, We would literally be 60, 40 Knicks fans in the building. Like, every other seat was damn near a Knicks fan, and then some. The every, boos would get so loud for Al Horford at the free throw yeah. line. He, he, he would be pissed, pissed <laughs> off at the free throw line to try to get the Hawks fans up. It was yeah. a good time, man.
4: Yeah, it, the New York fans, just in broad sweeping terms, travel really well oh, to yeah. the South yeah. for some reason. Like, it's the same thing in baseball. Like, Yankees and Mets fans mm-hmm. travel like crazy. I mean, you look at the games, like, Marlins games, I know I'm a Mets fan. It's, like, all Mets there. It's crazy. Knicks fans travel like no like We're no heavy, other man. basketball fan, I don't
3: think. We are everywhere, man. We, we yeah. are definitely everywhere. Uh, so, salute to Eric and the a it down out there. Let's go to um, Vinny from the Bronx up next. Vinny, how you doing, man?
6: Yo, what's going on, guys? How you feeling, How's bro? What's, what's up, i What's up, JP? What's up, um, what's up, Nick Chat? Yo, yo, um, god damn, so, shit. Yo, um, yo just keep, keep it me. family, keep it family, uh, man. It's new here, yeah, keep, keep it family. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I know, it's, it's a happy day, it's a happy yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, of course, of Reggie, course. man, goodness, goodness. Re- Reggie, Reggie, too. Um, he's, I, like, you, you know what's, it's so funny about Reggie because it's like, he got. He, he comes in the first the first game the first day out of the year and he produces and it's just so it's just so like the way that you see the spacing the way the way for for how his game is right and then mind you mind you you have like like we go through this whole spaz Nick fans oh Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. this that oh how we're we gonna move the ball how we're we gonna go with the spacing I think I, I think all that spacing all that spacing talking like. It's just it's 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 just it's, it's a matter of the of the guys of just all those guys and and I'm, and there's other pieces I'm sure there's other pieces to it at the end but I mean this guy if you we, if we're talking if we're talking results if, we, if we're talking results Bullock he came in he came in how much he dropped how much he dropped like twelve what yeah, off the bench yeah eleven and great, twelve Reggie, great roll yeah it was 11. Three, eleven three three threes and a two oh, three threes yep. Right, right. Like, he's he's producing, and then mind you, and then mind you, the play amongst everybody else, right? Like Frank is in, Frank is infectious. Like he he's doing Frank is doing whatever he's doing, and then you have you Randall Randall. He, oh my God! Like, <laughs> like even 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 through everything, right? It's still painful. But yep. when you have like Reggie Reggie and somebody like Reggie that's dead, that it kind of like kind of maneuvers it. So now you have we have Reggie and we got Dot. So we got, we really got, we got two big shooters and Kevin's Kev a big shooter. We have big, we have like, like guys who can, sh- we have guys who can shoot and I mean, I mean, you know, you got, when you got pieces, when you have pieces there, you got pieces to work with and, and if the results show, that's what it shows and, and that's what, you know, yeah. this guy Miller's doing and, and true, Bullock, true and goodness goodness Like, I think story. he's going to keep going. Like, I like, like his 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 production is gonna is is that's solid like yeah that that's solid yeah straight out straight out now yeah, you man. can't well let's, you see can't, like, like, let's
3: see where it goes let's see where it goes but certainly tonight you, you're encouraged by his effort you know he may not bring it every night like that he's just getting started but I, I think um it was good to just see his effort he just looked like he, he was in shape he was ready to go man
4: I figured the effort would be there but I didn't think the shooting stroke would be there right away yeah like that was the surprising part like you don't expect him to shoot like whatever it was, I think he shot, I think he shot three of, uh, three of five, three, or three? Five. Yeah.
3: three of five, yeah. three
4: or five from three. I mean, you don't expect that on night one after a, a pretty major surgery that people thought might even keep you out for the better part of the year. So yeah, it's is yeah, pretty cool, solid.
3: Cool. Good story, man. Good story. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up for your boys. Are we at 500 thumbs up yet? Uh, let, let me know, hit that thumbs up on free boys. Please share these videos. Um, very important for you guys to share these videos, man. Support us, all diehard Knicks fans, all basketball fans. If, if you're not a fan of the Knicks and you're just watching because you enjoy the show, throw your, your team in the chat. I just want to see who's here from other teams. I just want to see what type of support we're getting. Also, remember these shows are available in audio podcast format Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, and Stitcher, all on the Knicks Fan TV. So, all the interviews, all the post game shows are available. In audio format, so if you're at work tomorrow you can't watch video, then go ahead and uh, you have it in audio. Real quick, for all the locals, our next event at the Garden is going to be Knicks versus Nets, uh, January 26th. We're going to be in the Chase Suite. That's myself, J. Elson, Nick of Time Show, and Knicks Omni fan Al, you going to be there?
4: I'm going to be there for SI, actually. Nice. So, I'll come all right, say so
3: Alex Wolfe is going to be in the building. The tickets are 150 bucks. It's going to come with access to the pregame shoot-around. Uh, and also access to the post game free throw contest, and also you'll be on Knicks Fan TV for the pre game, halftime, post game show. So it's a great deal. Can't get it anywhere else. And uh, so make sure you guys come out. The link is in the the video description if you want to get a ticket. All right, uh, we are coming up on the last caller. I also want to shout out. Um, a couple more super chats. Danny Thomas sent us a super chat, checking in from Stockton, California. Uh, Happy New Year, Danny. Big Surge checking in, sends us a super chat. He says, "Great win, but New Year's Eve in NYC ain't Portland." He's he said those boys were lit last night. Mellow knew, Mellow knew what it was.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mellow's the only one that's been there before. Mellow right? knew what it was. Mellow was in bed by eight o'clock, man. Dave was on the streets, man. <laughs>
3: Melo, mellow knew what time it was you know Melo knew what time it was and then uh last super chat comes from shane mack from new jersey um so shane we definitely appreciate uh the super chat as well all right um closer of the night is gonna go to sergio uh wants to talk about the win tonight sergio how you feeling bro
5: I'm good,
1: CP mail Yo, Happy New Year. Alex, dude, I've been listening to you all night, bro. You, you, me and you on the same wave, brother. I'm really feeling what you got to say. But, uh, yo, I'm thinking right. with a little bald head, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm telling you, this looks like Van Gundy 2.0, bro.
5: <laughs> the gym
1: rat, film room, bald head dude that just, he's like a, like a hermit in the, in the closet just watching film. I'm really feeling it. I like it. You know what I'm saying? But the moment of truth is, 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 is honest right now, right? Let's, let's, as Knicks fans, let's dream for a second, right? Oh,
3: boy. Here we go.
5: It, <laughs> Here it's, it's, we man, go. We're so
1: close. If we're, no, no. CPCP, if we're so close, the playoff picture could be with, within reach. Oh, man. Do you still take the chance and not trade Morris? Because I was listening to a couple of people say Morris is kind of the, the heart of this team. If you're within reach of the playoffs and it's in sight, it's a reality. you you still trade Ah uh,
4: Let me let me, let me see thing. how the
3: West Coast trip goes. Text
4: well, me next week. I was going to say the good thing about this is you have a you have a month and change to figure that out. Yeah, like they can they can drag this all the way out until the trade deadline, which I think is I don't know last year I thought it, I think it was like the seventh. I don't know what it is this year, but I mean you could drag it out all the way up to the trade deadline without issue. You know, and, and just kind of have a deal in your back pocket. And if you're if you're still four or five games out of the playoff spot, be like, you know what? Okay, like we've been treading water at four or five games back for a while now. I think we could just ship them out at this point and just call it what it is. And, you know, like I said, still offer that handshake agreement, you know, may maybe bring them back in the offseason. So, know. <laughs> know It's going to be tricky. With you, guys gotta tricky. you guys got to remember.
1: You guys got to remember, though, this is the Knicks. And what's the most Knicksian thing that can happen? He'll get hurt before the trading deadline, and we'll get
3: stuck with him. We can't trade him.
4: Well, that's, that's the other risky run, for, right? That's, yeah, if that's he, the most risky thing to happen.
3: That That's the risky run, man.
4: But that same thing could happen, too, you know, if you oh. decide to if you decide to keep him and make that push for the playoffs. Exactly. You know, it could be the day after the trade deadline, and he'll get hurt, and then you go, oh, we just kept him. We could have gotten a first-rounder for him yesterday, and he just got hurt, and now he's not even going to be able to play. So, I don't know. It's it's a whole thing, you uh, know. It's going to be a tough business decision if they keep playing the way they're playing. Going right to be tough, man.
3: Going to be tough. I I was I was waiting for the p word to come out, Alan. it was the last <laughs> call of the night, and it was from Sergio. That's my guy, man. I knew somebody was was going to come with the p word. The chat is roasting him right now. I'm not sure if he can go back to the chat tonight, Sergio. You might want to just hang it up, man. Call it a night, bro, because the the chat is definitely not hearing the p word right now. <laughs>
4: Uh, I see. Don't you put that voodoo on us? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> the chat is uh. not feeling it, man, but, uh man. Well, listen, man, it was a good win. What else can we say? Good win, good effort. And, uh... and, and,
4: and like I said, I, I, I don't want to downplay the fact that again, we got to have our cake and eat it too in this game and got to see mellow go off too. That's it. That was, that was fun. Uh, it was really fun watching mellow play like that again.
3: That's it. That's a it. A lot man. better
4: than the last time he was here. Because the last time he only put up like 12 points, he shot like four of 16 or some crap. Yeah, he was terrible. It was not a good game for he, him. He was, he was terrible
3: when OKC came in. So, yeah. That was, that was the Beasley game.
4: Yeah. That, my yeah. man,
3: Beasley went off that mm-hmm. night, man. Mm-hmm. Beasley and the Knicks went off. won that one, right? Yeah, Wasn't they that the one oh only Yeah, won? they did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 They definitely did, man. Well, Al, happy new year to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Great show as oh, usual, man. I love when you come, come on. on the show. Um, let me throw it on to you. Sign out. Let the people know where they can find you, man.
4: All right. Well, happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year to everybody watching. Uh, thank you guys all for watching Knicks Fan TV. Hopefully you all, tomorrow morning, check out Locked on Knicks. Uh, So I, or read Posting and Toasting. Uh, so I write for Posting and Toasting. I follow us at blog on Twitter. Uh, I do Locked on Knicks, Uh, So you can find us at Locked on Nicks on Twitter. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, and you check me out on NickSI SI, Knicks Sports Illustrated. Uh, that's at Knicks SI on Twitter. And next game I will personally be at uh, will be the 10th uh, against the Pelicans, which I think is the next home game. But there's, you know, plenty of other good writers there as well. Uh, and also check me out on Twitter at The Alex Holt. And that thus ends my lengthy list. Of there you go. He's I finally
3: for. finished with the <laughs> resume. All yep. present. Good stuff yep. though, Al man. Good stuff, good yeah. work, man. And and salute to everybody once again for watching. We had like over thirteen hundred people watching. I think that might have been the record once again for a ten and twenty four team. Al, the support for Knicks Fan TV has been tremendous. Thanks again. Happy New Year. Way to kick off the New Year. Uh, congratulations to Justin Valentin and Jay Nelson. They are the winners of the snapback giveaway. We will have more snapbacks to give away in the future, so make sure you keep it locked here after every post game, because sometimes I might just drop it as a surprise. Uh, share these videos. Very important. Text your friend right now. Text your family right now, whether they're a Knicks fan, basketball fan, whatever. Let them know about Knicks Fan TV. Very important to support me in that way. Uh, hit that thumbs up for your boy. Make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. Salute to everybody that sent us a super chat tonight. Always the donations are appreciated. You can also send a PayPal or a cash app using the links below. Uh, once again, Knicks win 117 to 113 to start the season off. Three game win streak happening. Let's go. And uh, yeah, man, this kicks off a four game. West Coast trip, Knicks are in Phoenix next, January the 3rd. That will be this Friday. I'll be here. I think JL's will be back. Make sure to keep it locked. Knicks Fan TV, number one show for the fans, by the fans. Happy New Year once again, people. We'll see you Wednesday.
7: Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.